Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. This is Caroline. And it's Turn Up Tuesday. We got some good stuff going. Y'all, I got some stuff in the news. Let's do it. Okay. Um, First of all, happy post-Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. We forgot to tell them happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving a week ago and a half. (laughs) Now, today is, we are recording on the 27th. So, we all know that news changes very fast. Yeah. Rapidly. So this is the update of these two um, murders as of today. Okay. So we have the Idaho for okay. the Moscow murders, the four college students who were brutally stabbed to death. Um, what's the latest that you've heard? Uh, that they were stabbed and that they ruled out the hoodie guy. They ruled out any of the roommates and the caller, and um, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. So the the most recent uh, press release was on the 25th, and it really didn't give any new information, but just kind of like re like went in depth of the timeline. Kind of like, this is the time they're at the food truck. This is the time they got home. This is the time that we believe the murders happened or whatever. Yeah. So... One thing that's interesting is, you know, they say that um, this there was no sexual assault. Okay. But that doesn't mean that this is not a sexually motivated crime. Okay. So, like, the guy could have, that could have been his, like... Release. His reason for doing the crime. Uh-huh. And he could have just, like, got off on... Like a BTK. Yeah, uh-huh. like just like slitting the throats or stabbing, and that was, and then like whatever. We don't know if there's any evidence of. De- ejaculation. Yeah, or... any fluids like that. We don't know. But, so even though there was no sexual assault, actually it still could have been motivated sexually is what I'm saying. And the, oh, that's what you're saying, but did they say that? They haven't said okay. that or okay. not said that. They haven't confirmed or denied, but, you know, you just kind of, you're trying to, they are what they're doing now is trying to rule out the people in their inner circle and then they'll kind of widen Expand. the circle. So they've essentially ruled out you know the roommates and the ex-boyfriend and stuff like that yeah. or at least for now. 
Um, I always wonder if they say that so that they don't go anywhere and they right. stay kind of yeah. like the Delphi did yeah. at the beginning. Um, they said, oh, this man could help us. They, he might have saw something if you recognize this man. Um, so I wonder if they did like that little reverse psychology like a, yeah, type yeah, thing yeah. so that they're not. Or they could be like at this time they are not yeah. suspects or whatever. So they have tons and tons of evidence that they've gone through, right? Now, a lot of people are saying it's taking too long. They should have at least a suspect by now. The no. police are doing a terrible job, blah, 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 That's blah. That's right, because there's no such thing as an unsolved crime. Or, no, it's not 48 hours. It's not TV. It's not Law & Order SVU. Exactly. It's not going to happen in an is, hour. And this is a very large crime scene. This is a three-story house. Gosh. This house has six bedrooms. It has multiple entries into the house. There's blood on the walls, there's blood on the beds, there's blood in all the, you know, there's blood all over the place. So they're collecting all this evidence and it's going to take time to figure it out because it's so weird because you would think with all the video and all the stuff, but these kids are a college area. They're not going to have like a ring doorbell on every single home because like, right. they didn't have ring doorbell. I mean... But I mean, they did have a code to the home. They had a lo like a keypad code, keypad, but uh -huh. sometimes, uh, from okay. what I've heard, is they didn't either. Everybody knew the code, or it was never really used, like locked much uh -oh. or whatever. But I don't know. Which I think it's common. I mean, my if I walk into my son's apartment right now, and there's four players that live there. Mm -hmm. You just walk right in, like it's yeah. never, never locked. Yeah. Yeah. And all the people around there, like, they just don't worry about that because right. they're college students. So now the for the 911 call, it came from one of the surviving roommates' phone. Yes. So what they did was they had uh, most likely, because, okay, I, I was confused as to how the caller reported a, Unconscious, unconscious person. person. Yeah. Because if you see this scene of all these people stabbed, how are you going to be like, oh, somebody's unconscious? But this is what is being speculated. Okay. That the surviving roommates were like, oh, they woke up and they're like maybe texting their friends and they didn't hear anything. It's usually pretty loud. There's usually some at least walking around going on. They didn't hear any, like there was no movement. So then they start calling whoever, one of the, one of the other roommates, um, they don't answer. They go bang on the door. They have their doors locked. locked. Yeah. So, you know, the but it could easily be locked like the it, you, one of those little doorknobs where you twist the little mm -hmm. the little knob and then you close it and then you leave and the door's locked. So No, usually college you have your own key to your own door. Well, it's I mean, if it's like a dorm, right? But this is just no. a big like condo type but renters now, if they know well, they're see, renting that's... in a college town, okay. right? Yeah, I you did hear that. each room, and each room has its own lock and its own key. Yeah, which we don't know what the lock is like, and we yeah. don't know if it's a key lock or, like, just like you can get With a little pin and you lock. can push that yeah. little thing in. So they're saying most likely the people were banging on the door, nobody answered, and so then one of the friends who was over there, because they called some friends to come over, the friend called and was like, um, I think one of our roommates is unconscious. Uh -huh. That's just speculation. We haven't heard the call. They're not releasing the call or the person because they're trying to protect that person because yeah. what if this killer out here is on the loose and is like, oh, this is the oh, person, and now I'm going to go two. get, yeah. yeah. So 
Um, do you think this is a serial killer? Um, are there un- other people in the, like, are there There's other like crimes in not, the area besides Ted Bundy? Like, this is the only, the Ted Bundy is the right. only thing that this mimics. Right, because people have been asking if it's serial killer. And I don't, so. I don't either. I think that police know, you know, they, they're saying it's targeted, but they haven't really given us the information as to why they think that. Yeah. So most likely they have that information and they're just not releasing it. But I would think that there's got to be some kind of clue that they have to the to, to where they know that it has it is targeted. And a serial killer, what he did that day wouldn't even constitute a serial killer. That would be more like a almost like a it wouldn't even be a spree killer. That would be just right. like yeah. a I don't know, opportunity killer because you have to have a series of 3 at different points with breaks in between. Yeah. So it would have to be other separate incidents like this. I think that it was some dude who lives nearby who maybe is a little older, college age, a little older than college age and wasn't like enrolled in the college. And like he had just maybe been seeing Kaylee. I Well, it's either Kaylee or Madison are the two that I think would have been targeted. I don't think it was the boyfriend, girlfriend couple. Uh-huh. So Unless let's, they're incels. Oh. Well, incel, I thought, is a male who doesn't like to have sex. Or nobody likes to have sex with a male. But they hate people. No, no the kill. you're saying the killer could have been an incel. Yeah. Yeah, no. I thought about that. Because I was like, it, it's probably some, like, loser guy who lives at home at his parents' house, uh-huh. and he keeps seeing this girl, and he's like, oh, they're always just flaunting their stuff everywhere, and I can't have them. And so he maybe just wanted to do something to one of them, but then didn't plan on the boyfriend and the girlfriend being there because the boyfriend didn't live there. Yeah. Ethan didn't live there. But also Kaylee was not living there at the time either. She was just coming in visiting. Mm. Like she had lived there, but she was coming because she just got this new car. And she was showing her friends her new Range Rover. Hmm. How she got a Range Rover? She had a baby. (laughs) No, don't. I'm not going to talk about the big dad. I'm just speculating. I don't know. I don't I, know what I, her listen, parents do. I don't say anything. I would love to be a sugar baby. <laughs> um, but sugar baby. So that's we're really just um, still. Right now, I think it's a female. Oh, you think it's mm-hmm. one of the roommates? Uh, I don't know if it's one of the roommates. I just think. How about the sister? The sister just going on and on and on in these interviews. Why are they giving so many interviews? That family and that sister. I don't know. I've never, I haven't, uh, the only interview I saw was the Ethan's parents. So I haven't like watched Oh, they interview. just talked about the, yo, oh, that's, yeah. that, Kaylee's parents have been on multiple interviews and the, the her sister, multiple. Uh. And she does not look like a friendly person. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I, I c- would not be surprised if it was a, um, jealous female that could still fall under a passion a crime of passion Mm -hmm. jealousy right um but to be that like think about missy beavers right Mm. how they kind of describe that crime scene and what could have happened to her um i think that women can be just as like dirty and volatile as men and the fact that there were three Right, three girls and one guy, like 
one of them was probably the main target. She just had to get the rest of them. Now, I don't know if it was a roommate. I don't know if it was a sorority sister. I don't know who or what. I just right now in my head, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a if it's a girl. And that's I think just it's where like I'm this at. guy who was like a hunter who or he like hunted. And so that's why he had that hunting like that type of knife. The type of knife. And then he has like some hunting cabin where he went and fled and he buried the knife He's in the there. backyard. <gasps> I hope we find out just so we can know. Who's and I did hear a psychic do a reading. <laughs> she said he ate an apple as he was do like he went to the house he ate a little bit of an apple he was going to put it in the sink but he didn't because he was like oh they'll see my teeth marks so he put it in his pocket and then he ki- did the killings and then he used the bloody knife to cut pieces of the apple and uh, eat it and he loved the taste of blood that's what um the railroad killer basically did well this psychic apparently knew the like called the Lori Vallow Daybell and uh-huh. like knew where the kids were buried. Uh-uh. Yes. And I watched it and I read all the comments because you know those comments, people are going to be like, this bitch is crazy. But they all hey, thought that she was legit. I don't rule any of that out at all. So Supposedly she says it's, like- it's a guy who works on the street at some bread bakery place. <laughs> I mean, she kept, sa- she very- kept seeing baguettes. She said she thinks the car parked a little bit up the street. He got out the car. He went in the house. He is like, oh, I didn't expect the guy here. Covers their mouth, stabs them, real, and then the girlfriend stabs him real quick, goes upstairs. He's wanting to spend time with one of the other girls, but then another one of the other girls heard it, so he had to kill her, and he was, like, pissed because he didn't get to really enjoy it. Oh, my God. And then that's when she went talking about the apple. and all the, Oh, that if that very, turns out right, I know they need to hire her. Listen, whatever. Ha- let's sh- we just this this po- this fam these family. This is just awful. It is. I was telling my friend whose daughter's about to go away to college, and I was like, you know, that's when the stress happens because you don't know who you're where you're sending your kid to. You don't know who they're hanging around. You don't know what life they've been a part of, and how I mean, many people just so have random. we talked about. Or is it random? Well, I don't know. How many people have we talked about that like were normal college students and then ended up being? Yeah, this is like you would almost feel better if there was like a serial killer. out, Like you knew Ted Bundy was out there. Yeah. But. And now a word from our sponsors. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. 
Join us each time for a new review and a new story. fantastic new podcast to tell you about bros foes and heroes it's the two of us looking into the world of comics breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of and some that are just absolutely ridiculous yeah so zach comes up with a character each time and uh, i go into it just completely blind i don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything and and basically i guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about pros and foes and heroes. Gonna tell you about. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, do you mean? Could it be? The Walter House. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. I, would you send your kids back to go to school at like for the rest of the semester or would you say just stay from home? Like if you knew that this was, yeah, you had some know. young daughters who were in college oh, no. and then you knew that there was this killer who was out there who can just do, and he no, could, he could, have, Fritzl, he could have, <laughs> he could have, uh, you know, start looking at some other girl and do the, just the same thing. He could be like, I really liked it. I, I it screwed up. It didn't go the way I planned. So let me do it again the way that I Because if planned. it is a serial killer, it will happen again. Right. And even at that, not college, maybe surrounding colleges. Like if it's a camper yeah. type thing. Targeting oh. co-eds. Yeah. What else you got? Well, that's, uh, that's all for that one. Now let's talk about Shanquilla Robinson. Oh. Uh. Okay, 
I'm going to just play this first, and this is kind of going to be our background. But she's from North Carolina. She's a kid's, like, hair braider. Mm-hmm. And just listen to this. It's about three minutes. New details surrounding the mysterious death in Mexico of a North Carolina woman. Questions started swirling after cell phone video of her being brutally beaten went viral. Morgan Francis with our Charlotte affiliate WJZY has a detailed timeline of what happened and when. Family says Jinquella Robinson arrived to their luxurious Ocean View home, Villa Linda 32, on October 28th. The guest list notes there were seven people on the trip. Robinson called her mom to tell her a chef was cooking them dinner that night. I said, well, okay, I love you, have a good night. And she talked to her the next day. We know at some point Robinson was violently assaulted by another woman inside the villa. Picture comparison with the villa's online photo gallery confirms the fight happened in the master suite. Multiple people watched the fight, encouraging Quella to fight back. Quella, can you at least fight back? She says no before she's thrown to the ground and punched and kicked in the head and back of the neck. Investigative reporter Gerardo Zuniga with Metropolymix shared the police report with Queen City News. It says on October 29th at 2.13 p.m., the group called for a doctor telling that doctor Robinson drank too much alcohol and they wanted to give her an IV. At 3.15 p.m., the doctor arrived and noted Robinson had a poor verbal response in a drunken state with stable vital signs and was dehydrated. Dr. Carolina Beatriz Ornelias Gutierrez recommended they transfer Robinson to the hospital, but her friends insisted they treat her on site. At 4.20, Robinson had a seizure, and that's when her friend, named in the report as Winter Donovan, called 911 to request an ambulance. During that time, Robinson's condition deteriorated. Dr. Gutierrez declared her deceased just before 6 p.m. The doctor was with Robinson for nearly three hours, a large discrepancy with her death certificate, which says she died 15 minutes after her injury. Another inconsistency, her time of death, which is noted as 3 p.m. on her death certificate and 6 p.m. in the police report. Police who were called to the villa at 5 p.m. arrived at 525. They tell Queen City News friends also told officers Robinson had alcohol poisoning, something they say they knew was false when her autopsy came back. On November 9th, Robinson's mother, frustrated and seeking the truth, speaks to Queen City News, telling us she doesn't believe the story her daughter died of alcohol poisoning, something her so-called friends were also telling the family. On November 10th, Robinson's body arrived back home to family, along with her death certificate, which listed her cause of death, a severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is instability in the top vertebrae in the neck. It indicated to family she had been beaten. On November 16th, only after news agencies pressed Mexican authorities on the suspicious death did they share a press release stating they were investigating the death of a woman at Fundadores Beach Club. Two days later, November 18th, the FBI announced it had launched an investigation into Robinson's death, nearly three weeks after she died. Thank you for watching. Go to news. Okay, y'all, this is crazy. It's over a month, and we're just now hearing about this. Like, so one of the guys that they talked about in this um, this reporter, this Herald, uh Zuniga, Zuniga, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is so so. She went to Mexico with a group of like six friends or whatever. Dejanay Jackson, Khalil 
Cook, Winter Donovan, Elise or Alyssa Hyatt, Malik Dyer, and Nazir Wiggins are all the people who are listed. So they go back and they say that she had alcohol poisoning. Clearly, that was not what was on the death report. So this reporter, Zuniga, he did an interview with one of my um, YouTube guys. And so it was crazy because this is where all of the main major news outlets here are getting their information from this guy. Okay. So this guy is a um, like a Mexican investigator, and he's been doing it for over 20, 20 years. And he's he like Brian Enton. Yes. <laughs> and so he has a little bit of inside scoop that has not been talked about. Okay. We're about to talk about it. Okay. So the only reason that he even heard about this case is because he was covering another case about this older 73-year-old guy from California who was murdered, kidnapped and murdered in Mexico. So he made that story, he published that story, and the police went to him and was like, why aren't you talking about this other story? And he was like, I don't know anything about it. So nobody was talking about it. So once he found out about it, gathered all the information, did some research, and then he made his, uh, did his story, which this was 19 days after the murder. But once this story went public, then that's when it went viral everywhere. Okay. So this guy is the guy. So this crime is considered femicide. And in Mexico, they say that femicide, well, this is femicide, when a, a homicide that's committed against a woman. Uh-huh. Okay, so homicide's a murder. But in Mexico, they made a law that in the federal penal code, the crime of femicide is saying whenever a person kills a woman with, um, ex- like, with a lot of violence. Okay. So if it's extra violent against this woman, then it's femicide. Okay. Um, now, in this Chanquella's case, this was very violent, and that's how they classified it as femicide. But also there's a couple aggregate aggravating factors, which are like since it was videoed, that adds mm-hmm. an, a factor. Since they left... Lied. Yeah, they left the body there. That was a factor. Since they left, that's a factor. So there's all these factors. You have extreme violence, abandoning the body, recording it, which is invasion of privacy, and fleeing. So all of these charges are piling up, piling up. So did they leave after the baby was declared? I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) this is another part. This is going to show you a little bit of the culture differences here. Because whenever this guy is talking, this Zuniga is talking, he's like, well, um, we initially thought that the fight was over because like Shanquilla and uh, they start fighting for you. We don't know why. Yeah. And she's beating her up so bad. She's like throwing on the floor. That's not even a fight. Like, right. Shanquilla wasn't even. Well, this guy was like, well, we believe that it's because the other girl was wearing intimate underwear on her head and thinks that she fell asleep and Quella put the intimate underwear on that girl's head as a joke and they're like, um, that's a bonnet. Oh. <laughs> uh-uh. Yes. <laughs> this is what they said because she had a bonnet uh-huh. and they thought it was like she was putting underwear on her head so that's why she got mad started fighter. Oh my God. This is literally what they're saying. Okay, so obviously that was just... 
It's whatever. They don't have bonnets in Mexico, I guess. I don't know. No. So police get this 911 call. And when they get there, there's already a doctor there. Okay. Okay. Doctor's different. So this doctor was called around like 2.15, 2.30. And how do they know? To, what do, Who do they, how do they get a doctor? I don't know. Who I, I don't know if they called like the down, the, they have, hey, yeah. who, can we, you have your on-site doctor? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it makes no sense. So this, the doctor gets there around 2.30, 2.15, 2.30. And it takes the doctor an hour to get there. So the doctor, oh. so now it's 3.30. And she sees. A.M. or P.M.? I, P.M., I believe. Okay. And she sees Shanquella's, she's barely conscious. And she tries to revive her, but she's not reacting. So then the doctor tells the friends that, hey, we got to go to the hospital. But the friends are like, no, 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 no. We got to treat her here. Okay. So then they say, oh, let, just give her IV because she drank too much. I mean, she just got there the day before. Is she even, could you even be that drunk? You do go hard the first day. I know. <laughs> but. She's like, give her the IV, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That'll work. So then some police show up, and then some paramedics show up. It's Red Cross people, okay? Because they've called 911. Finally. Yeah. So they give her 14 sessions of CPR. Mm. I feel like that's Wait, a little that's too much. It's not a... No, I don't know what the... I think it's like 14 rounds of CPR. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of like a lot. I don't know. But this didn't revive her. So then the doctor the doctor declares her dead at 547, like around that time. So the problem here is three hours have passed from the time the doctor was notified, which is 215-230, to the time where she was declared dead, which is, let's say, 530. So the problem is, the problem is that there was now an autopsy. So one round of CPR is two minutes. Okay. So then you did 14 of them. But no, like, if they want to... So we just had an incident where a family member died, and but they worked on her for another hour just to make sure because they try to revive. Because if they get a heartbeat back, then they could hook you up and maybe save your life. So just because your heart does... So I think that's a... What's four, What's 14 times 2? No, I don't even think that's long enough. Oh, I just figured, like, you, like, I don't know. I was just like, that's a lot of, like. They worked on my brother for an hour and a half and brought him back. God, like, they did CPR rounds every. They, but, yeah, but you have a lot of people to switch off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe y'all can tell us if that's. If they should do more or how, whatever. The, okay, so the problem is that there's now an autopsy. And the autopsy says that this person died 15 minutes after their injury. Hmm. And it said that the that it was from the neck broken neck and the two vertebrae, just like what this report said. But that this... This person would get 15 minutes max. If you died from that injury that was on the autopsy, you cannot, you're not, you're not uh, alive for three more hours. Mm -hmm. So this means that when the doctor got there, she was was already dead. If that's right. Yeah. 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 If the autopsy is right. Uh Uh-huh. The autopsy is science, right? Like it's got to be right. I think somebody, another autopsist could perform it and probably get something different. 
Well, yeah, we could do another autopsist. <laughs> so the doctor was trying to say, no, I was there. I told her, we. I said we need to go to the hospital, but the friend said no, and I gave her an IV. She started having convulsions. She was, like, lost control of her bowels, and she began to have seizures, and all this happened over several hours, and then at 547 is when we declared her dead. But the autopsy is saying she was dead after 15 Already minutes. Dead. Wow. Okay, so... Okay, the doctor gets there. Right, okay. So she has, so Shanquella's passed. She has six friends that are there. The police show up. Red Cross shows up. Everybody's in the room, and there's a naked body. Okay, you got six friends, doctor, Red Cross, police. And nobody's covered up. Well, no. If this gets out that there's been a murder of an American in this in this uh, Los Cabos, this is an area for tourism. Yeah, This ain't good if this gets out. No. So the police are like, what are we going to do? And then there's all of a sudden speak of some money that's missing. So it's like maybe 6000 I mean, I saw reports of like $10,000, $6,000. So then it's like, Shanquilla had her own money. She had her own business. She like made good money, I believe. Yeah. And... So, but all these people are just allowed to leave. Like, hey, this person, like apparently in, in Mexico, if there's somebody that is, that dies, everybody goes to jail until you figure out what happened and then you release them. You don't just release them and let them go and then let them go out of the country. Yeah. So what's, it's all seeming a little shady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this. Where was the money missing from? Shaquilla? It might've been Shaquilla's money. Well, this is what I, this is also what they said. That in order, they reserved this like Airbnb. This is where they were staying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like $5,400. But it was paid for by Shanquilla? Mm. That's, and they were that's parentheses. The I believe that's, yes. And so these this might be two different money situations. But this one is like she paid that money for the reservation of the room. And the resort or the Airbnb gave back 5,000 of that money back to the people. Cause typically I, do you get a reimbursement if you leave early for no reason? I mean, there's a reason, no. but maybe for a reason like this, but she- so they're saying there's just like, it's, it's a little suspicious that this, this Airbnb place gave them back their money. And then, then there's talk of more money that's missing. I mean, it's just like this is how this case is going. Wow. It it none of this makes sense. <clears throat> and yeah, this is a big like this it's called Puerto Los Cabos and this place is Cabo Villa. Villa. Yeah. And it's like a prestigious tourist complex where it ha- they're trying to like, you know, keep up their good reputation. So, finally, there is a arrest warrant that was issued. This is just happening for, like, in the past couple of days. There's no name on it. They haven't put the name out there. We all assume it's this Dejeuner. That was in the fight. The one that was in the fight. And so basically what, <laughs> there was also another thing that they said that this Dejeuner person, they thought that it was a man. 
there was like rumors out there that this was actually like a transgender oh. person. But apparently that the only reason they thought that is because the maids found a wig. <laughs> and they were like, well, what should we put on this wig? Putting off this wig. And they're like, all right, well, oh, she does. Cool. She's black and she'd be wearing a wig. Like, oh, so goodness. most likely this was going to happen. She's going to get extradited. She will be taken to the border to meet the Mexican authorities. Show and then better. she'll be taken to the Mexican jail. And what they do then is they have what's called a first hearing. And this is where you make an appearance. This is basically like an arraignment and a preliminary hearing all in one. And then she gets to make a declaration. Declaration. So they're going to be like, what's your name? She said, Dejanere Renunu. Dion Janere. What's her name? And then how old are you? 25. Okay, did you kill? Who'd you kill? Did you murder Shanquilla? And she'd be like, if she doesn't admit it, then she, they have all this evidence and they don't even need her to say anything because she's going to go to jail. Like, so, but, so what the, it's not innocent until proven guilty over there. I don't think so. <laughs> they like, we got all the evidence, so you're going to jail. So they do have like what we call plea deals. So, most likely, she about to just throw everybody, all of her friends under the bus. Oh, say, yeah. oh, Winter threw the last blow because that's what they're already trying to say. It's like this other girl. There's this other video that we haven't seen yet mm. that shows this other Winter girl throwing her on the floor. And that's what broke her neck. She never got up after that. Well, and then I just saw a video of Shanquilla, I think. And she was videoing in the room and she was like, it doesn't take this long to get naked. Get yeah, naked. Yes. And it's like they, then she set her up because she was pretty much naked. So it's like, did they set her up like she was the only one getting naked for whatever, whatever they were going to do? Because Maybe she goes in a room with the full people and they like are looking at her like weird. But I was like, I don't get what's happening. Yeah. No. So and is that when it happened? Like, is that when they. I know. I don't know. Attacked her. So. Th- well, it turns so this girl, Dejeuner, we're assuming that's who allegedly that's who the arrest warrant is going to be for. If she goes, she gets uh, the sentence is minimum twenty to twenty five years. In a minimum, jail. she won't survive. She will not survive. And max. So if she does lie and doesn't like say anything, the max is fifty. Wow. So you know she's going to be snitching. Yeah. She's going to be snitching real hard. But I think either way, girl, she mm, the she inmates don't. are going to get her. These these this is one of the worst. This is like a Russian like Mexican prison. Oh. Russian prison. I don't know any other, but I just know about I just you don't want to go to prison there. I'm telling you. No. So, that is the worst. But you know what they also will do? Now, okay, I can see Mexico like really trying to make help and make a big deal out of it because it doesn't make them look bad. It doesn't make the, I mean, maybe the doctor, the questionable stuff, but it's not like where before when people were dying, it was like mafia type stuff or they yeah. were getting robbed or the alcohol was bad and people were dying from alcohol poisoning or something but like these that. These are now Americans like killing Americans. They're friends. Oh my God, her friends. And they had to be of decent friends to go on vacation you front up the money and maybe everybody cash after. I don't know. Yeah. 
but you front the money and you're going on this long, beautiful vacation. And then this, ha- I don't, I don't even know what the reasoning can be. I don't know. It, I, I even read, if she slept with somebody's husband the first night. Yeah, I read on t- or on TikTok there was some videos where they were like, oh, she was texting her friend's ex boyfriend or something. Like it's with women. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be jealousy. It's gonna be behind a man. It's ridiculous. But I don't understand why she wouldn't. Why she's not even like trying to fight back. I think she's too drunk. I think she was oh. really drunk, and her. W- I guess we need to know her BAC, but I think it was she was un, she was drunk at the time. Yeah. And that she just couldn't. She couldn't. But who who like beat somebody up like that? Who like rage. I mean, that rage, was rage, rage. bad. That's if you bad. haven't seen it, then it's bad, y'all. Just google it cuz it's out there and there's I don't know. I think there's another one they just haven't released it yet. So there's your latest. Mm, there's your latest. That's what we got. Um, this case is just constantly developing. updating and developing. Just both of these cases are, and they're yeah. crazy. Um, I think uh, next week I'm I'm gonna bring y'all the um, organ harvesting story that has just come up. I have not been able to look into it. Oh too much, yeah, I don't know about it. Lady, you did text me, but I didn't. Yeah. Know, I didn't look into it. Somebody's mom. Stating, anyways, organ harvesting is a real thing. So let's talk about it next week on our quickie. Yeah, is that what we thought happened to um, Jelani, uh, Jelani Day? Jelani, yeah, that came up at one point. Um, okay, so, but before we X out, you guys need to look on our YouTube video and check out Caroline and I's hoodie. Um, eyes? Okay. I've made fun of Delphi Murder for saying eyes. Caroline and I's hoodie. <laughs> our hoodies and it says Waco on there but they are gray they're really really comfortable they are they're very the soft. most important part is there is a group of high school kids that are very talented that work with rogue media and this nonprofit agency called triple win and they have developed their own company called Southtown Supply Company. And if you look on our table, we have these candles. And Caroline and I have already taken some home. And they burn very bright and very evenly. And if you, I'm a candle burner Mm -hmm. every day, right? And I don't always burn a candle for the smell. I burn it for the light and the Mm. lube, like the ambiance for it. Like probably more of that than for the smell. They smell very good, but I would say... Um, they burn longer and better than they have a strong smell. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also do these cute little coasters. And look at this. What's this called? Cutting, Cutting board? board. Yes, it's nice. Walnut. Anyways, they're very creative. They make T-shirts. If you're interested in looking at any of their things, these are high school kids, y'all. Wow. They have an Instagram page called South town waco let's see if that's what it's called i like this logo too it's pretty cool that's pretty cool they're high school south town waco yeah and so this is kind of like a transition program it's going to transition them into the workforce or into a program like some of them work on our designs like arts and graphics and all that kind of stuff so check out south town um waco instagram page and you can message them if you want to order any of these things because i'm loving this hoodie um anything else caroline 
Um, no. Oh. Oh. One thing. One thing. Right now on Apple Podcasts, we are at 99 reviews, ratings, reviews. I need whoever has not, even if you have, to go on right now, kick us over 100. Like, we've been sitting at 99 for at least a week. And I need you guys to go rate us. Review. Review us. And you're already subscribed, hopefully. But we are at 99. 99 ratings. Yes. We need 100 right here, right now. Yeah. The Um, rating is the easy. It's literally pushing the five stars. Yeah. Those, but the important ones, I need some reviews. Yeah. Go rate. But if you're going to rate, you might as well leave a review. And I know you people are out there because I know y'all. Because we look at the downloads. Yeah. So get to work. Send Send this episode to some people too, by the way. All right, y'all. We will see y'all on Thursday for a new story. We're going to Mississippi. Oh, hey. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Bye. And close. Open. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.